The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Thing. We're rolling. <laughs> We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing. Hi, this everybody. Thing. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the thing. Uh, yeah. It's the Rough House podcast. Uh, fuck Jake Hager. Uh, yeah. Oh, so... Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Jake like, Hager. Fuck just had Jake to get Hager. that. Just had fuck to get Jake that off Hager. right off the bat here. Uh, it's the fuck everybody show. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the uh, the Rough Housing. Uh, so <laughs> here we are. Uh, I'm Christoph. I'm Marty. Hi. And uh, there's a lot to discuss. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's been a crazy week slash weekend already. And yeah. uh, we have a, a pay-per-view uh, pre-show starting in, what, two hours from the time yeah, we're that's recording great. this? I'm, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I'm sorry. I'm you. sorry, Furniture Pay-Per-View. I, I have no intention of watching you tonight. And, and, and the bummer is TLC for the longest time was like, one of the ones that always delivered and there are there are some things that on paper can deliver but but when you have a show that has no world title defended no universal title defended oh yeah you have it's not it's a non-title match with the miz non-title match with the miz get the fuck out come on non-title match with the miz that said their segment on smackdown super fun just wish there was more of that leading to a pay-per-view I could care about. Uh, so there's that. Uh, you have a ladder match that was announced on Friday. Uh, That's the, the, match the dog, dog food on a pallet match? Uh, no, 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 no. This is the Revival and the New Day match got turned into a ladder match on Friday afternoon. Okay. Uh, I got gotcha. you. But isn't the, the, the dog food on a pallet match a ladder match as well? Uh, that uh, TLC for that one. Oh, it's, it's, it's straight up TLC. Yeah, okay. it's got all those. All right. Uh, and, All the and hopefully what will be the blow off for the Rusev and Bobby Lashley storyline as that goes to, I, I believe it's still a happening match. Yeah, it is. They got divorced on Monday, but it's still a thing. So they, they legit signed divorce, legit uh, signed yes. divorce papers on Raw. And that was a segment. Yes, that was the opening segment of Raw. Oh, boy. I 20 plus what. minutes of uh, divorce litigation. Man, that'll that'll pop the ratings. That that's how you kick off the show, and, and hey, we got a, uh, uh, I, 
I believe it's TLC match. Yeah, TLC match with uh, the Kabuki Warriors against uh, Charlotte and Becky, which, again, on paper, could be very good. Just they've done nothing. Like, this entire show is indicative. Now, I will say they have more matches announced than they did Hell in the Cell last month or two well, months yeah. ago. Two months um, ago, yeah. But this is indicative of of what is so frustrating right now. They're there seems just to be this gut reaction from WWE uh, main roster booking of just, well, we put on a show, watch it assholes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty I, much I, it. I, I, they, they're, I don't know if this is, this is the, the culmination of titles meaning nothing. Therefore who needs titles? I like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what this is anymore. It's, 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 this is the long-term um, result of the WWE network is they don't have to put effort into their monthly pay-per-view shows because they're not relying on pay-per-view revenue anymore. So, you know, why not announce the the entire card the Friday before the show or surprise people with pre-show matches and regular card matches. This is because they don't have to promote ahead of time to, to get the, the pay-per-view numbers. This is what they yeah. do. So they just, you know, Oh shit, we have a show in uh, a week and a half. We better start building some storylines here. And that, then we get what we get. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I can ascertain is what's happened here. Um, and you know, their level of, um, assumed, um, uh, blase sort of thing of just like meh okay whatever that's yeah. kind of reflected uh, to us because if you're not going to put the effort into telling a story and, and putting a, a card and a show and and uh, matches together then why should I uh, go out of my way to be excited to watch it um, right, so right. I'm not and I won't um, you know maybe post uh, TLC if I hear something's a banger I'll throw it on and check it out but as yeah. of right now from what I can obtain through you know twitter and recaps and stuff like that is really the best thing going right now is the kabuki warriors yeah um Hands down. and i i'm certainly you know a fan of all four of the women in that match um so that may be one i check out but you know bray wyatt and the miz sure okay yeah I, king Corbin and robin reigns couldn't give a fuck about yeah uh, I mean, uh, to that point, uh, Wyatt Miz could be good. Uh, we're, we're we're supposed to have a uh, a Bray Wyatt match. We're we're supposed to see what right. that is. I remember one of the most fascinating ideas before the debut of the Fiend was this idea of you know nice guy Bray Wyatt working matches versus angry guy Fiend working matches, and we really haven't seen what that dichotomy looks like in ring. So is it a non-title match because Bray Wyatt isn't the champion and the Fiend is, uh, or is it just? Well, it's been it's been promoted with Bray Wyatt, uh, the TV show host version, Mister Rogers sure. Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse guy, yeah. yes, carrying the blue Universal title, right? So he, he is technically yeah. champion, but it is not a match for the title. Okay. And so when the Fiend comes out for a title match, he has that mon- $6,500 monstrosity with exactly. him. Exactly. Okay. All right. So yeah. whoever eventually beats the Fiend will have to have their hand raised with uh, the Homer of title belts. Yes. Yes. That That is exactly gotcha. what, what we will be seeing at some point. Gotcha. Uh, I will say on the, hey, it could work out pretty well side of things, uh, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy uh, are having a match on the main show. And Is uh, it a furniture match? Nope. Just one-on-one match. 
So okay. could be good. Uh, and just added uh, just a little bit ago, and they probably will be adding more stuff as we talk because that's the way things work on pay-per-view mm-hmm. Sundays now. Uh, they added Andrade versus Humberto uh, Carrillo to the pre-show. So okay. Could be a great match. Could be a very, very good match. But, again, they are putting as much effort into promoting it as I am feeling the love to see it. Like, it's just sort of, oh, okay, yeah. that that could be cool. Let me know how it works out, guys. Yeah. Like, Especially on the night of the season finale of Watchmen. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not fucking happening, guys. <laughs> yeah. You, you've ar- you were already in second place for Sunday evening yeah. attention span. Now you're just digging that hole deeper. Um, yeah. Oh, you lose Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. And his wonderful blue dong. Um, right. Which really, maybe that's what Raw and SmackDown are missing. A red dong for blue, Raw. Blue penis. Blue penis for SmackDown. Okay. All right. Hey, it, it would uh, it would it would pop the ratings. <laughs> well, a few things would be amongst other things. Hey, hey. Uh, but you know what? Uh, not everything uh, in in pro wrestling is terrible. We had two great uh, shows on Wednesday. Shows so good that they tied the ratings. Yeah, dead heat for for uh, for uh, people for actual rating people viewed, yes. not breaking down into any any demos. Just the yes. people who tuned into the program. Uh, I believe it was like seven hundred thirty eight thousand each. Seven seventy eight. Seven seventy eight. Okay, yes. I was a digit off. Uh, yes. 40 k off. But uh, yes. still, you know, not terrible numbers for either uh all things because they're kind of hovering around that uh 750 to, to 800 thousand mm-hmm, recently mm-hmm. um who knows what will happen after the holiday break because everybody's both shows are building up to big shows this coming wednesday mm-hmm. before they go on holiday break of a couple weeks off because christmas day and new year's day are both on wednesdays right which fucks me up for my side gigs and it fucks <laughs> the wednesday night wars up as well right um so, you know, but yeah, like you said, both shows went out and, and built towards these big shows with big matches. We had a title change on NXT and mm-hmm. um, some some fun stuff on, on both shows. So, so yeah, there's much to discuss there. Um, you know, we won't be seeing Robert Roode or uh, no, one of no, the, we col- will not. Yeah, the, the one cologne Primo. at either one of these shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pre one. Primo getting some subpar junk, uh, not really yeah. working out well for him. Uh, Piss and hot, those guys are are gone and uh, for at least thirty days. Uh, they didn't officially say what both guys got popped for, and it's especially odd that Primo got popped because someone did you know the research, the legwork. Thanks, internet, you make doing a podcast infinitely easier. Uh, the yeah. last time Primo was on a WWE live event was in April. And that was be, just a live event. Yes. Uh, and beyond that, he's been working matches in Puerto Rico. So who knows when, know when or where alive. he got tested. So, yeah. uh, But Bobby well, Roode, I mean, it, it doesn't take much to point out the fact that that guy is in his mid-40s and is jacked to the gills as to what might be happening. A little bit of that ProHealthMD.com yeah. going for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, you know, and it brings up, I think I, re- I saw something on Twitter, maybe it was JR, um, who th- thinks steroids in pro wrestling should be legal. And I don't disagree. Yeah, I I will say we already have people in an industry where they are willingly doing damage to their bodies on a regular basis. This is true. If there are things they can do or take, because it's not a legitimate sport. Right. Sorry. 
But if they're if there are things they can do or take to enhance their performance, enhance their recovery times, elongate yes. their careers. I'm not saying let some of them up to you know into next week like they used to be, but you know what? If they want to get jacked and tan, let them get jacked and tan. I don't care. Here's what you do: is you have it administered by a doctor on right. staff, right? So that they they're not going to some back alley sort of thing to get some needles in their butts. You know, they're getting a, a healthy or healthy uh, dose of steroids right. that will that will help them out for their body type, their weight. There's right. things like that. So it's it's uh, regulated. Um, you know, kind of the same way. You know, if you want to, well, well, uh, well, be careful using the term "regulated" when it comes to WWE staff. Well, Some people's you know. buttholes pucker and they get a little scared. Um, but they'll get, they'll get your Z pack. You'll be fine for yeah, that. Exactly. But like, that's is that the dirty little secret of Hollywood right now? I mean, the not to name names, but you look at anyone who is in action movies past the age of forty, and they look in better shape for the most part than they did yeah. when they're in their twenties and thirties. Right. Like. You can't tell me they aren't on some sort of designer cocktail that is, you know, increasing their their looks, their ability, their performance, all of that well beyond what we plebeians who aren't getting paid 15, 20 million dollars a motion picture to get. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, De Niro was just jacked an Irishman. Yeah, he was just. <laughs> he was, yeah. He, he was all kinds of cycled up on that one, <laughs> on that bit there, you know. Yeah. Pesci, Pesci was on a down cycle. But, okay, uh, so that's what we need to do. We need, we need, we need a WWE <laughs> two things: one, roids; two, CG. Those are the two yes. things they need. Yeah, can if we they wanna, Vince McMahon? Yeah, if they want to keep bringing the legends back out, I think the key thing they need to do is CG the faces on better worker bodies. Like, look, here, here's where we have the technology. Yes, we have uh, uh, Facebook or our Snapchat filters that make you look like a cat. Why mm. can't you have a filter that just takes ten years off of uh, yeah. off your stupid face? We can have a non-racist Hulk Hogan. We can we cannot have no, we can't we can no, have we, can't. we can have <laughs> not Terry Bollet but someone else some random Jack to the Gills guy he just has a skullet and an orange face from that point forward you know do the find replace where necessary maybe that's why they've been doing all those AR graphics during the pay per views I, recently maybe this I is don't their think attempt need- to test these things out. I don't think we need any Hulk Hogan. Can we just can we just eliminate Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. We can't because he's going in the fucking Hall of Fame again. Yep, Fantastic. two times. Double rings. Fantastic. Double rings because the first folks were announced because Hall of Fame tickets went on sale this weekend and they want to make sure people show up on Thursday <laughs> as Big Dave Batista and the NWO are being inducted. Now, officially, the only people said to be inducted are Hall, Nash, Hogan, and X-Pac. So the Six. first, second, third, and sixth members right. of the NWO. Now, yeah. I I did, don't know if this is going to be interesting at all, but I wanted to take a moment here and just pull up the Wikipedia for the NWO and see who... For the order in which they joined? Well, not just the order in which they joined, but perhaps some of the also-rans who technically are becoming WWE Hall of Famers thanks to their joining. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the NWO being brought in. So let, let, let's see if we've got a full list of, of members of the NWO here on Wikipedia. 
Son of a bitch, do they not actually I mean, have crazy. a list? Bret there Hart go. was in the NWO Bret for Hart was a cup of there? coffee. All right, here we go. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, uh-huh. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase was number four, yeah. Uh, Giant slash The Big Show. Yep. NWO Sting. Jeff Farber getting that Hall of Fame cred. Oh, yeah. Uh, six or X-Pac, Vincent. Uh-huh. Miss Elizabeth, Eric yep. Bischoff, Buff Bagwell, now a yep. WWE Hall of Famer. Um, is he a gigolo still? Uh, you know what? Game respect game. If he is, more power to him. Yeah. Mike Rotundo, Mike Wall Street getting in there. Big BK Bubba Wall Street. Yep, Big Bubba Rogers, Scott Norton. That's a oh, yeah? well-deserved Hall of Fame. Uh, Randy Savage, Conan, uh, Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, Louis Piccoli, Dusty Rhodes. About time. Getting... Even brother. Wait, wait, actually, was Dusty already inducted? I f- he feel like he had to have been, right? I'm fairly certain he was. Uh, Brian Adams, Scott Steiner. Now that's Brian guy, Adams. Uh, Brian Adams, as in Crush. Oh, I, I thought as in the Canadian is saying everything I do, I do it for you. You know what? Let's induct him too. I'm sure he's part of the NWO. Now, now, now. The Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Scott Steiner, if there's anyone who needs a live mic at the at 2020 the Hall, of Hall of Fame, it's Scott Steiner. Like, that is yep. worth your nine ninety nine a month, full stop. Uh, well, he'd, do the, he'd break down the math to let you know what kind of uh, taxes and everything would be involved there. That That's true. Let's see. I'm just going to keep scrolling through here. Horace Hogan, uh, surprised he hadn't already been inducted wow. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was the uh, first ballot of mine. Uh, the Disciple, a.k.a. The Booty Man, a.k.a. Brother Brutus, a.k.a. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Um, Jesus. David Flair. When the fuck was David Flair part of the NWO? Uh, uh, Shit if I know, my friend. <laughs> Sting and Luger both. Um, Disco Inferno. I didn't remember Oh, that. yeah. Let's get Gilbretti up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he can Look, bury all the new guys doing all the flips. And the ladies. All the yeah. ladies just for yeah. existing. He hates uh, the ladies. Muda and Chono both uh, okay. are now technically a part of uh, the WWE Hall of Fame by way of uh, the NWO. Nick Patrick, the referee. Of course, uh, yeah. Barry Windham. Okay. In there. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Shawn Michaels, thanks to the WWE version of the NWO. Uh-oh. God. Uh, yep. Um, uh, so that's three rings for Sean then? Is he the first yeah, three-timer? Yeah. Well, guess who else has a ring, weirdly enough? Ric Flair. Yeah. Because he was a part of the NWO yeah. in the WWE, which was very, very weird. And Booker T. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does that? So does this count Wolfpack? The yeah. Wolfpack as well. Uh, I uh, this list that I that I have in front of me here, thanks to the Magic Wikipedia, includes every is inclusive of variant. the Wolfpack. LWO. Yes. What about uh, no, the? It does uh... not include LWO or the BWO or anything. Just NWO, okay. NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack, NWO okay. Elite. That was when the the two came together. The uh, Elite. The yes, the Elite. elite. Uh, the NWO B Team. NWO Two Thousand. Um, NWA or NWO Japan was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Technically wouldn't count here. And then, of course, the okay. WWE version. Oh, uh, fucking Dennis Rodman's now technically a part of the Hall of Fame, too. Oh, and oh. Uh, Kyle Petty, who who drove <laughs> the NWO race car. 
Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So he's the only person in the NASCAR and in, in WWE Hall of Fame. That's yeah. quite an accomplishment there. There you go. There you go. I, I want more than anything for all of these people, well, all of these living people to try to come to the stage together when they are inducted. I know they push oh, just the four. I want all of them, as many as they can get. And then Triple H comes out in his uh, his tank, a.k.a. Jeep, with a fake, uh, <laughs> fake uh, cannon on the front. Yeah, yeah cannon turret. on it, and then rolls runs them all over uh, and beats him to death with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Fantasy booking the Hall of Fame. I, I'm there into it. I'm into it. Start Let's... with Hogan. Can we, can, we, uh, <laughs> can we bludgeon Hogan to death first, please? Sure, sure. Yeah. What the hell? Let's fuck Hulk Hogan. Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, so we, we've got that going for us. We have the official cards for both nights of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, Chris, I wanted to get your opinions on them, sir. Uh, let's go ahead and pull those up. Two nights, January 4th, January 5th in the Tokyo Dome. Announced- so, so in, initial thoughts on, on before we go through the actual cards yes. is there's so much talent on the New Japan roster. Mm-hmm. And you would think having two nights would allow more talent to have more prevalent matches. But really, it's a lot of the same people getting matches on both nights. Uh, it is. Which I don't necessarily hate because I enjoy the top of the card there. Yeah. But there's also people like uh, a Shingo Takagi who I think should be relegated to more than just one eight-man tag team match on night one or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I, I love Kota Ibushi. I love uh, Okada and, and you know, Naito and these people. But, you know, it's there's not as much uh, – boosting of the middle card as i right right prefer it it strikes me that the idea on both shows is basically uh much like most new japan cards first half is skippable tag matches right and then the second half is all about giving time to big time matches so announced for january 4th uh the first retirement match for jushin thunder liger as it's liger tatsumi fujinami great sasuke and tiger mask Going against Naoki Sano, his first rival, Shinjiro Otani, okay. Tatsuro Takua, and Raisuke Taguchi. So uh, we we get uh, we get the coach in there. So that that'll be. Has fun. Taguchi been around that long? Uh, he hasn't been around that long, but he's been around a while. Like he, okay. I th- think he's been around since like two thousand four, two thousand five. Like so. like a Randy Orton sort of uh, yes. length of yes. time. Yeah, gotcha. so he's okay. been there a good bit. We've got uh, Lij versus Suzuki Goon. As it's Sonata Is that a six or an eight? Eight man. Eight. Uh, Sonata Evil, Shingo, and Bushi against Zack Sabre Jr. Rough week for him. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and El Desperado. Um, okay. We've got uh, Chaos versus the Bullet Club as it's Goto, Ishii, Yano, and Yoshihashi against Kenta, Fale, Yujiro, and Chase Owens. Then the matches that actually matter. Uh, for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles, we've got Gorillas of Destiny of Tamatanga and Tanga Loa defending against Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. Should be a great match. Should be very, very good. We've got a Texas Death Match for the IWGP US title as Lance Archer defends against John Moxley. Nope. Nope. Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. Uh, for the IWGP <laughs> Junior Heavyweight title. 
Willie O'Spray is going to be defending against Hiramu Takahashi, uh, not yeah. in his official return, but his first singles match back. He's going to have some tag matches next weekend, uh, which should be okay. exciting. Yeah. Um, Knock off that ring rust, Hiromu. Exactly. And please don't land on your head. Uh, for the IWGP Intercontinental title, it's going to be Jay White defending against Tetsuya Naito. And then for the whole shebang the iwgp heavyweight title kazuchika okada defends against the g1 climax 2019 winner kota abushi i mean how long do you think that's going 35 easy i was gonna say 45 yeah yeah <laughs> but it, yeah it, it's definitely gonna be the longest match of the night i think if if anything uh the longer matches will probably be okada abushi and probably osprey uh takahashi I think, yeah, I, th- I feel like Naito is going to have to save himself for night two. Mm-hmm. If he's if he well, yeah, he's having a match winning. either way. Yeah, because the two fair. winners fight and the two losers, losers fight. fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think Archer Moxley is going to be super long. I think it's going to be more impactful than lengthy. Uh, so I think I'm actually super pumped for that. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought this time last year that Lance Archer would be someone that we'd be excited to see? It, it, it started with the first night of the G1, that yeah. match with him and Osprey, and since then, like also seeing him live added a lot to me. It's that, true. That guy's yeah. got a huge superstar aura. So he does, and he's massive too. Yes. Which then on January 5th, announced so far, because I feel like there's going to be an addition or two to this, we've got El Fantasmo and Taji Ishimori defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles, uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles, rather, against Sho and Yo, which should be really fucking good. Oh uh, yeah, brother. I kind of assume Sho and Yo are once again winning the Junior Tag Belts here. Um, Juice Robinson will be facing the winner of uh, Archer and Moxley yeah. for the U.S. title. I'm thinking... Although it does play hot potato with the belt, I'm thinking Mox wins on the fourth and then right. Juice wins on the fifth. Okay. Because they never got their big blow off match. So you would exactly. think that this would happen there. Uh, which, you know, there's always a chance for Archer to win it back. Right, right. Um, and, you know, who knows what will happen between now and, and even the, the tour they just announced for end of January, early February, the uh, New Japan US tour, uh, mostly in the South. So. We could see, right. you know, plus you got New Year's Dash in there as well. Uh, yeah, so. New Year's Dash, uh, and then also the February pay per views, the New Beginning shows, yeah. and and all that. Yeah. Um, Zack Saber Junior against Sonata for the British Openweight Title, which should be really good. Uh, yep. We've got Kenta versus Goto for the Never Openweight Title. Bummer that uh, no Shibata announced for any of this. Yeah, well, I mean, it was always kind of a, a long shot that it was going to happen, right? Um, but the fact that they did have him get physical and not able to pay it off is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, uh, especially because he got physical fairly recently, too. It wasn't just the G1. It was uh, yeah. also, um, what was that? Was that at, not Dominion, uh, Power Struggle? Sounds right, yeah. Um, we have the real final, f- final Jushin Liger match as kind of a bummer, but it makes sense on paper. Uh, Liger and Naoki Sano will be going against the team of Dragon Lee, or sorry, Ryu Lee, and uh, uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu. Yes. I've good, yeah. my, I, my brain blanked on his first name. Uh, <laughs> the other time. The, the Takahashi people care about. Exactly. Exactly. Which <laughs> are you, Jiro? Which definitely a bummer that this isn't Liger versus Lee or Liger versus Hiromu. Um, yeah. 
on paper, I understand what the booking is, you know, uh, the the past rivalry versus the current rivalry and, and, and all right. that. But um, I don't know. I was really kind of hoping one guy would get the rub of beating Liger as opposed to this whole yeah. tag thing. Um, well, you yeah. would imagine that he would go out on his back. So yeah. which one of them would you think would uh, would get the pin there? Uh, well, Lee just signed a one-year deal with New Japan, so he's going to be there yep. for a bit. I think, though, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to. I actually w- do think it might be Lee because okay. he's going to be the next big mask guy, and right. I think Hiromu will probably win the junior title on the fourth. Gotcha. So Lee having you know the the quote unquote power of beating Liger will yeah. you know be his credence to challenging for okay. the belt. That, that's, okay, I can't argue with that. That's my random you know booking here. Uh, we will have the two losers. Of the uh, main title matches go one-on-one. Uh, we will have Hiroshi Tanahashi go against Chris Jericho, which yeah. could be really goddamn good. Uh, it, it depends whether or not Tanahashi's trying to take it easy or Tanahashi's like, this is my last bit of fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know where it's going to land, but then we have the double title matches, the main event. Appropriately, who do you think is going to be the double title match for the fifth. So it's one of four people, right? So we got, uh, yeah. it's either o- Okada or Ibushi or Naito or Jay White. Yes. I mean, I could make, I could sit here and make an argument for any of those four. Agreed. <laughs> uh, which is why I love uh, New Japan booking. Um, Cause it's not a clear cut sort of thing. Uh, man, I, I really, I really don't know. I think my my top two picks right now are either Ibushi or Jay White okay. um, to walk out as double champ. So uh, I again, I, I wholeheartedly uh, agree with you in terms of anyone could win. You know, m- my my gut says Jay White because mm-hmm. the past year has been you know all about Jay White, um, but I think that. It will be uh, Abushi and Naito for double titles, and Naito finally gets his big Tokyo Dome win, and okay. finally, you know, accepts the belts. You know, doesn't right. because he was the first guy who said he wanted a double title challenge. That's true. So, That's true. so for me, that feels like the logical end there. Um, even though it does hot potato the heavyweight title off of Okada onto Ibushi, just those two have had such a rivalry over the past year. Yeah, that it feels like a natural extension of that. The only bummer of that to me is we don't get uh, sort of the storyline finality of Naito finally beating Okada at the Dome, which again I could see Okada retaining. Naito sure. winning, and then those two going against each other in the dome, and then we get uh, a rematch of the G1 Climax Finals as "quote unquote" the losers' losers match. So, right. um, I, I any way you look at it, I don't think Okada is going to walk out with the double title. He, to, no, he's number four on my yeah, list. Of, he's he's of dead last for me, if only because that feels like a big storyline for the spring or summer that Okada now has this new mountain to climb. He's you know, right. won the belt the most times, he's defended it the most times, he's had longest reign, all these different yeah. things. Now he's never been a double champion, so that feels right. like, you know, the next big chase for Okada. 
yeah no I, I, I that makes perfect sense for me um yeah either way uh really any of those four uh, i'm okay with and because they all make sense in certain ways it's not like a total random person showing up in there and and getting this opportunity so there are storylines to pay off for all four of those men and uh however it happens i'm sure it'll be uh fantastic and exciting and you know new japan usually always delivers on their uh, main events at the at the dome and two nights you have a lot of stuff to deliver on so uh we're only i think three weeks away from that and it's yeah. uh starting to the excitement is starting to get palpable here and uh, i'm starting to get more pumped for it i'm starting to catch up on some not like watching matches but like reading recaps and stuff like that yeah uh of what's been going on um so i'm starting to get back in the swing of of new japan as i'm wearing a new japan shirt right now so um so yeah it's uh it's it's exciting time uh getting into that because it's 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 good that that i love how it happens right at the new year because it gives you something to look forward to in the kind of off season of all the other big stuff. Um, so it's, it's good timing there. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, do you want to talk about final battle first or you want to get to the Wednesday night wars this week? Yeah, we can, we can, uh, hit a couple, uh, hot points on, on final battle happened this past Friday right here, uh, in our own backyard. Neither of us went. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it sounds like not a lot of people did. Uh, it sounds like estimated three, 150 to 400 people in a 5,000 seat arena. It's not Mm. great, but uh, the the response to the show as a whole has been mixed. Uh, More positive than negative. It definitely feels like there's some uh, unique booking occurring. Um, There were a bunch of title changes throughout the show. Yeah. uh, And some people are are saying goodbye to Ring of Honor after this show. Um, So uh, right at the top, uh, PCO is your new Ring of Honor champion. He defeated Roosh, who, weirdly enough, already on his way out of Ring of Honor, apparently. Well, he had been undefeated his entire ROH run, to my knowledge. Um, And to have PCO be the guy, um, I mean, if if he's on his way out, then yeah, it definitely makes sense. Uh, It's just, you know, why did they wait until now to finally pull the trigger on PCO? Because it kind of seemed like his whole comeback thing had kind of cooled off a little bit um you know really i guess early summer probably would have been the prime time to to get that uh title on pco and really give him the uh the full push to the moon but you know timing hasn't always been a ring of honor strong suit um if roosh is on his way out uh i'm not sure what's going to happen there because i think i read that he's not a fan of working in japan um like his brother and then you know like bandito and 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 dragon lee and stuff like that so who knows what's going to happen with roosh will he was he one of the ones that was fired from cmll as well yes yes he was okay so so triple a that would be my guess uh play is an option or there's a possibility for aew or uh or wwe at this point yeah i guess i, I, I guess the, anything is possible um you know mlw made a pretty big push to try to bring him on okay. uh, i don't know if they will still attempt to do so uh but you know there, there's there's that um yeah i don't, Hell of a talent yeah uh we we shall see what it ends up being um but uh yeah pco is your champion which i 
I don't dislike. It, it just feels like kind of an odd timing because, yeah. uh, to my understanding, you know, uh, Marty Squirrel's deal is up, as is Birdie King's very soon. Oh, Birdie King's up too? Yeah. So, hmm. um, you know, I, I don't really know how that's going to pan out. Uh, PCO on t- – and that was the other thing. PCO – Won it by himself. I mean, it was him and Destro. It wasn't, you know, the whole right. villain enterprises side of things. But uh, speaking of uh, some of the title changes and whatnot, uh, Dragon Lee is your new Ring of Honor TV champion, defeating Shane Taylor in what ter- it turns out was Shane Taylor's swan song from the promotion. Who's Shane Taylor again? <laughs> no, yeah, Shane Taylor is not Keith Lee. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. So isn't wasn't Shane Taylor the one who, in all of the terrible press Ring of Honor got for, for leaked messages and whatnot, that said that they were really putting their money behind and wanted him to be a top guy, but then yep. they didn't re-sign him? Yep. There cool. you go. Awesome. There you go. Uh, you know, it is what it Man. is. Man. We've got new tag team champions in Ring of Honor as Jay Lethal yeah. and Jonathan Gresham defeated the Briscoes for the tag belts. The uh, Lethal Octopuses. Yeah. Octopi? Octopi. Octopuses. No, I want to say octopuses. <laughs> I, I will say that Gresham's uh, new entrance gear with like the full uh, the mask, mask is, killer. is yeah. fucking amazing. So, yeah. uh, hey, the, the only that's thing awesome. would be better if he came out to the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Metallica yeah. version, the SNM version, which is the the definitive uh, recording of that song, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much. And also on his way out of Ring of Honor, this one's a real surprise to me. Colt Cabana had his final night at Final Battle. Uh, he basically went away losing in a quick and dirty, like, three-minute chain wrestling match with uh, Alex Shelley. So, okay. Uh, Cabana's well, I mean... gone. <clears throat> I guess there's only room for one guy of that uh, era who came back to Ring of Honor, uh, and I guess Shelley's the new guy. I guess. I, I, I didn't honestly. I didn't know Cole Cabana was under contract. I thought he was just doing some uh, a, a random couple appearances, but that shows you how much I paid attention yeah. to Ring of Honor. Well, the part that surprised me is he's been commentary for them for the past year plus. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was very surprised that he wasn't just like under at le- at the very least like a broadcaster's deal. I don't know. Right. It, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, some some uh, housekeeping at Ring of Honor, and uh, as we are talking, they're doing their Final Battle Fallout TV mm-hmm. tapings. So we'll, up in Philly, right? Twenty three hundred. So we'll we'll see how those pan out, as it will give an idea of the future of Ring of Honor. But uh, as it stands, one era has closed, and we will have to see how things pan out, especially with one Marty Skrull who. We think had his last Ring of Honor match on Friday. He he did it pop sure up. Sure seems so. Yeah. yeah, he popped up on the uh, NWA Into the Fire pay per view on Saturday uh, to continue his uh, issue. I guess feuds a strong word because they haven't had a match, or uh, right. they haven't had a match since. Uh, the Crockett Cup, um, but his issue with Nick Aldis. So I, I don't know if this is going to be his new home or what, but uh, I certainly didn't have NWA in the uh, in the draft for where yeah. Skrull was going to go. I don't think anybody had him in the pool there. Um, you know, this could be a, a quick, you know, in and out sort of thing. 
maybe you know play have a couple matches finish the whatever with nick aldis and and nwa and then go and sign with either aew or wwe i would imagine that there's a pretty intense bidding war uh happening for skrull and as much as you know nwa is getting a little grassroots sort of thing they there's no way they have the funds to match what an aew or a wwe could offer uh the villain right here so um my gut is telling me aew but i wouldn't I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if Skrull showed up uh at WWE either in NXT or or main roster. He seems like one yeah. of the guys that seems pretty somebody you could just throw into the main roster and have him, you know, kind of be over to a certain extent or be recognized by certain people and uh and and fit on the main roster. The only question mark to me is, uh, of course, uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Marty Skrull is Deanna Perrazzo. She, alongside, um, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, Zack Ryder's lady. Chelsea, Chelsea Green. Green. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they basically are are all but motherfucking WWE booking for never putting them on shows. Oh. So uh, on a regular basis, they're shading NXT for them not being on TV. So I kind of wonder if the um, the treatment or, well, let's just be honest, lack of treatment <laughs> by, uh, by WWE to his lady would make Skrull kind of look elsewhere. And, and I guess there's even a possibility, hey, uh, a bunch of contracts just opened up at Ring of Honor. Maybe that's the extra cash they need to keep. Marty Skrull. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we never really considered that to be an option that he would want to stay in Ring of Honor. Uh, because why would you want to stay in Ring of Honor at this point? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, anything. It's really his choice. Um, and maybe this, you know, him negotiating with, uh, you know, Canyon Seaman or whomever at WWE uh, would help. Deanna Perrazzo and uh, and Chelsea Green out by saying, hey, you know, I want X amount of money, this amount of dates. I want you to push my girl and her girl and, uh, you know, all these sorts of things. You can use it as a bargaining chip. Um, but, you know, the gut, again, is telling me AEW because of, you know, his history with the elite and even a tease of the name Marty on uh, le, le, le Lexicon of Le Champion mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks back. So, you know, unless you've, again, signed a secret deal with AEW you're not telling me about, uh, yeah. were you the Marty uh, referred to? Uh, I would love to say that's the, the truth, that it was me, but it was it was not me. It was not oh, me, Chris. It. it was not me all along. Come <laughs> on, man. I'm good at writing my co-host coat. Tales. So let's, uh, hey, let, I did it for years honest. with Justin, and I'm trying to jump on for you here, bud. <laughs> hey, man, you can go to all of the comic conventions you want, bud. You can you can hop on those coattails. <laughs> all right, so Noted. this week we were talking about it earlier. The Wednesday Night Wars gave us two great shows as yeah. they build to their respective December 18th shows. Uh, we had AEW Dynamite coming out of Garland, Texas, and we had NXT as always from Full Sail. Uh, both shows were great. Uh, I mean, I think the ring work nod went more to the side of the NXT, but I think this, this week, yeah. Yeah, uh, but the I, I liked some of the storyline builds on uh, AEW Dynamite this week, and there was, a once again, a hell of a main event, uh, actually on both sides, but I was going to point out that I really yeah. loved the Dynamite main event. So uh, 
just by alphabetical order, let's go ahead and hop into what happened to Dynamite <laughs> this week. Uh, so, show kicked off with John Moxley setting the new AEW record for uh, finishing a singles match as he took down Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds, one half of the Beyond Wrestling tag team, the Beaver Boys, who actually are now signed. Uh, John Silver. And Good Alex for Reynolds. you, Beaver Boys. Yes. Uh, so, Moxley just came in, murdered Reynolds with a knee and a paradox shift then he murdered John C uh, John Silver almost said John Cena uh John Silver with a paradigm shift and set a brand new record and then that brought out one Chris Jericho flanked by the inner circle and um I really liked this promo because it was Jericho trying to convince Moxley to join the inner circle but it was yeah. less about what was said it was more about the body language of both guys uh, Jer- yeah, there was a tentativeness to, yes. to Jericho. Yes. Kind of like, um, you know, you're, you're tiptoeing around a bear trap or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. knowing that Mox is this, you know, one one word or, or one statement away from just unloading on you. And it was a, a tightrope walk that Jericho uh, performed really well. Uh, and, you know, as, as good as John Moxley's promos have been in AEW, I'm happy that he didn't get to say anything here because I think that his body language is just taking in everything that Jericho said really told the story the way it needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no disagreement here. I, I thought it was very, very good for both sides and uh, added that intrigue as we build to, as we'll talk about in just a few minutes, the next AEW pay-per-view, which I have some question marks about. Um, yeah. We had a cool video package hyping up the street, uh, street fight main event, which I mentioned only because there was copious amounts of PWV, excuse me, PWG footage within it, yeah. uh, along with Excalibur putting over just how crazy the Young Bucks can be when they are mad. Um, yeah. Good stuff there. Then we had the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny taking on Cody and QT Marshall. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the Butcher and the Blade? Okay, so I'm biased because I'm a fan of Every Time I Die. So seeing Andy Williams in a, in a ring on pro wrestling on weekly TV is kind of awesome. Uh, plus, he has a really unique look and imposing presence. I'm not really in on the Blades Gimp mask. It's mm-hmm. not really uh, doing it for me. Um, and I don't know as much about whomever the guy's name is that's the Blade. Brandon um, Sutter, a.k.a. Pepper Parks. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as familiar with him, yeah. um, but I thought the match was fun. Um, yeah. You know, QT Marshall went in there, you know, as the guy nobody wanted on their team and, you know, gets a couple near falls and pulls off some some just moves you wouldn't expect him to be able yes. to. And Including there was some the, exciting stuff. The in doofiest there. space flying tiger drop I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty it was it was pretty out there um and i thought his his crossroads wasn't that bad yeah um i heard some people talking shit about it on twitter but i was like i kind of actually enjoyed it um but i think i think one of the issues with aew's in-ring product is that the timing always seems like just just a hair off on you know people uh, and maybe it's the cameraman's fault for catching it or the production truck for letting, you know, those shots get on the the, the program feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, you you see people lining up uh, for the next spot a yeah. little too often, yeah. more than more than we're used to seeing. It, it's a uh, and, you know, it, it kind of 
for for so much that we're used to, it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, I I I would not disagree with that. Um, also, I just wanted to to point out, I think with uh, the butcher and the blade, one of those guys needs to shave their head completely because you had yeah you had two guys rocking yeah. the uh, horseshoe, and it I don't know it. Uh, it made it, although they looked very impressive. Otherwise, it kind of made it look like what people make fun of when they think of pro wrestling. You know, balding guys and tiny pants and and all that. Yeah. So I, 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 and I say this as a balding gentleman. Uh, I'm just thinking, hey, pick the head, guys. Just pick the head, and and it would add Are a you gonna lot pull to the trigger? Both Am I? Uh, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You just just holding on. Yes. Hold exactly. On. I, I, but you know, I'm, I'm also not in an aesthetics business like these guys are. I, I what are you talking about? <laughs> you're, you're employed, man. That's true. That's true. You got but, a gerb. Yeah. But, uh, not, not for how I look. <laughs> um, don't, don't knock yourself down. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Uh, oh, shucks, buddy. Those pearly whites over there. <laughs> but the, um, the fallout of this match was the most intriguing part, and it's actually building to that big December 18th Dynamite next week, as after uh, QT Marshall got absolutely murdered uh, by uh, the the double-team finisher of Butcher and the Blade, uh, Cody, looking distraught on the outside, was met by one Darby Allen. Yeah. Darby Allen uh, went on to Twitter again. Don't know why this is on Twitter and not on the main show, but whatever, to basically say, hey, look, my debut here was against Cody. We took each other to the limit. I will be your partner. We will take on the Butcher and the Blade. And then you got to give me my rematch, which is just great wrestling right there. I mean, that's that's the type of storytelling I look forward to in all of this. Yeah, it's paying off something that happened months ago, and uh, that's you know you like you like it when they remember their own storylines, which is something we're not uh, yeah. used to getting in in the WWE quite often. So yeah, I like that, and just you know the storyline and the match itself should be great because they're all you know uh, Cody and Darby. That's kind of a, a team you wouldn't expect uh, to mm. see, but I'm 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 interested in seeing it. Yeah, and then speaking of Cody, the next big bit was MJF cutting. An absolutely fire promo responding yeah. to Cody's promo of the week before. Uh, generally just talking shit about Cody. Um, talking shit about the fans. Uh, talking about, uh, you know, how everyone needs to kiss the ring. Uh, great yeah. to see that MJF's 2019 gimmick is basically Cody's Ring of Honor, I don't know, 2017 gimmick. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, that's true. Uh, but he said that he will face Cody Rhodes. However, dot, dot, dot. He will reveal the stipulations on the January 1st return of Dynamite in Jacksonville. So I like it. I like long term planning. Um, Big Swall and Emmy Sakura had a pretty great match. I didn't catch it, but apparently Sakura threw up in this match. Oh, really? I didn't catch that either. Yeah, apparently she got caught with a kick and vomited, so uh, I, oh, I I missed fun. that. But uh, I, I enjoyed the match, and Big Swallow goes over as well she should. She and uh, Chris Statlander are now, like, the two newest signees to AEW. So, uh, yeah, uh, get behind them completely. Push them real, real hard. I, I like the new signings 
Uh, I do, but again, uh, something I brought up a week or last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep signing these new people where you haven't really given the people that you already have there a chance to establish themselves and yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I, I get that you want, you know, uh, options and diversity and everything on on your roster, but you know, save some budget for a little bit and 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 you know, get the crowd familiar with these people and, and their intentions and, and characters and stuff like that as, you know, what, what is it about Emmy Sakura aside from she likes queen? Right. Like right. that's really all that's been presented about her. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I, and I'm not, I don't enjoy bringing in the, uh, the half mic stand and working it into a, a That was stretch. the one miss of that match. It's for stupid. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She did it twice. She did it in her, in her last match right, as well. Right. Right. And I, I haven't liked it either time um, because one, it's just you make your referee look like an idiot mm-hmm, uh, for allowing mm-hmm. it because it's a foreign object. You're not hitting him with it, but you're using it in a in a submission hold. Essentially, yeah. it's just it, I, I, and I like Emi Sakura. I do. But I, I they're just not really establishing uh, motivations or any or anything like that. It's just a couple couple misses here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next big thing was the tag team match of Kenny Omega and Hangman Page going against Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. Uh, I thought the in-ring stuff was good. Uh, it, it built off of the AEW Dark match with Kip Sabian and Kenny Omega, which was really good. If you haven't checked it out, yeah. hop on YouTube yeah. and give that a spin. Uh, and the finish, which was uh, Omega was about to uh, uh, take out uh, Kip Sabian, uh, Page did the forced tag in and then took out um, uh, Sabian with what used to be called a money clip. I forget what, uh, what they call the it. Buckshot Larry. Buckshot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I liked that finish because it adds to the tension that is hangman page with the rest of the elite. Yeah. And I'm sure that's going to be a big breaking point bit of their match against the Lucha bros next week. But the Sean Spears, Joey Janela business fucking sucked. Like it was, it was some some cornball hack shit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm surprised Jim Cornette didn't have a coronary watching that. Yeah, I, and you know what? Even if he did, I don't know because I don't pay attention to what Jim Cornette cares about anymore. But <laughs> uh, so three quarters of the way through the match, um, uh, Sean Spears, who was not uh, followed to the ring by Tully Blanchard, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the whole ring. Uh, went blackout you know all the lights went out yeah uh yeah. i of course because i'm me texted you sabu sabu caps uh <laughs> sadly not sabu not uh sabu. instead joey janela was on the ramp with a very poorly tied up tully blanchard oh, man it was bad it was it was like just a one layer of rope around his like uh forearm or upper arms with his arms down and then another one just around his waist in the chair. Like, just stand up, Tully. <laughs> just, just, just stand up, and you're out of it. You're fine. It was some low rent cornball shit. Um, I, I don't, I don't dislike the idea behind it of of Janela fucking with Tully because there's a storyline there from their match at uh, Full Gear where Tully, you know, assisted with the spike pile driver. Right. Um, so it makes sense, but man, was it not executed well at all? Yeah, it, it felt like that Janela was supposed to be like tying Tully to train tracks, like that's how he was reacting, like you know, it's like right. the top, excuse me, vaudevillain type thing, and. Yeah. Uh, it it just sucked. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was, did. It was laughable. It, it was like was, ah, come it was on. pure wrestle crap, and uh, yeah. it just didn't work for me. Which is a shame because Janela to me is is I you know he's not necessarily a main event guy, but he's definitely that 
uh, mid-card type guy who I feel like they should be putting a lot behind. Yeah. Maybe they think pairing him up with Sean Spears is like, oh, okay, you know, he'll get <laughs> he'll get the tools that he's missing from his game working with this guy who was in the WWE system for as long as he was, but yeah. it's it's doing nothing for me. Um, yeah. We had a pre-tape promo with Brandy Rhodes uh, where basically yeah. she just shit on the entire women's roster and revealed she's got a bald guy too. Yep. Not uh, not really sure what all that's about. Uh, she did a good job with the promo. Like it was yeah. performed well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just I still don't really know anything about what they're doing with with her and Kong. Like, is yeah. she some kind of voodoo priestess that she no controls idea. with? I, I I really the stuff looks good, is well shot, and and uh, production values are there. It just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't really make a shit ton of sense here. Yes. Uh, I mean, granted, if Brandy Rhodes wanted to take uh, an episode of AE Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, just read the phone book to me, yeah. I would watch all two hours. And boom, that's how you get back over 800,000 viewers. That's all you got to do. <laughs> just... It's it's one of those things where, you know, um, obviously this, la- this, uh, this last Wednesday, I, I was able to watch the show yeah. uh, full on at a hotel in Greensboro, North Carolina. But normally I'm hosting a trivia game and I haven't put it on at the bar. Yeah. And the week prior when Brandy... Andy came out and was cutting a promo. I had two people from two different tables who were kind of keeping an eye on what was going on. I was like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, oh, that is Brandy Rhodes. Yes. And, and yes. she is a smoke show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's working. That's working. Yes. Nothing really else is. But I think we're getting uh, a Kong in action this week. Uh, yes. This this coming week on Dynamite, uh, the big Corpus Christi December 18th show. She will be in a match. I didn't say against who yet, but she will okay. be in a match. Uh, in the Christoph Legolot special with guest commentary from Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Of note, appropriately, Chris, Je- uh, Chris Jericho is the only one talking. Jake Hager. Yeah. Did not say a word, which you should do more fucking often in life. Yeah. Uh, it was Luchasaurus against Sammy Guevara. Uh, yeah, it's a, a Lucha Underground reunion that I never knew I needed. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they ever crossed paths in Lucha Underground, uh, aside from being there at the same time. But yeah, I was uh, I was into that. I mean, dude, Luchasaurus is fantastic. Oh, I yeah. mean, his kicks, I, I don't know what discipline of martial arts he trained in, but... Uh, did they say Muay Thai? I feel like they said Muay Thai. They may have. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, it, it was Jr. and Chris Jericho, so yeah. I wasn't paying full on attention here. Right. Uh, but uh, whoever you know, however he trained, to, his kicks are just, just fantastic. Like that. First of all, the high boot that knocked Sammy off the uh, the top rope was mm-hmm. amazing, and then yeah. just the way he's like hook kicks and. Snap kicks every his fight style is kick and I love it. <laughs> uh, but Luchasaurus went over, which surprised me because Gravara has yet to have a singles win in AEW. So uh, I I was definitely surprised by that. We got the announcement of the next AEW pay per view on Saturday, February 29th. So leap year yeah. day. AEW Revolution, kind of a generic name, uh, mm-hmm. will be coming at you live from Chicago, Illinois. Again, again. Although this again. is this is technically the first time that AEW has done a show in Chicago proper. Proper, yeah. yeah. But still, it's still yeah. the Chicago Metro. So we had all in, uh huh, all out, uh huh, right. Yeah, and then we had Thanksgiving Eve. 
Yeah, they, they were just there for Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, and now they're back again uh, at the end of February. Yes, that's. I mean, four times I, I, in about a year and a half. That feels a little much. Yeah, I don't want them to burn out one of their hottest markets. Right. Um, although you know they've had three really good, uh, close to if not sold out shows there, so I mm-hmm. get it. But at the same time, it's, uh, you know, spread the love a little bit. I know Baltimore wasn't sold out. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying come back to Baltimore this soon yeah. either. But maybe, you know, find – uh, Come back to the Verizon Center. Come back to, you know, any of these different places that, or whatever it's called now, Capital One Arena. Um, yeah. Or know, maybe go up to New York or yeah. Boston or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying do the garden. No, um, no. But, you know, Nassau Coliseum's there. Yeah, yeah. There's any number of different places. Uh, apparently, the reasoning behind this is the show is in an arena that is connected to, con- to the convention center. So the idea is to cross-promote with the C2E2 convention, which is the massive comic book uh, and really just pop culture convention in Chicago, which takes place that right. weekend. So it's a 10,000-seater arena, and you know that's a show that gets, I believe, 125,000 people. So... You know, it's about converting 10% of that if they want to fill it up just with people who are there. And then there's also the wrestling yeah. fan side. Like, I get the the logic behind it. But, yeah, it, it does feel like they're fucking out Chicago a bit. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Chicago, I'd be like, oh, man, I've already given you so much fucking money, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. want to support the product. But, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of cities is all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then uh, to determine the number one contenders of the tag team titles. Uh, the main event of the evening was the Young Bucks against Santana and Ortiz in a Texas street fight, which is basically just these four guys beating the shit out of each other with plunder. It was fun. Yeah. It was ridiculous. There were crazy high spots. There were dangerous moves. And apparently Nick Jackson had the flu, which I had no idea while watching it. Yeah. I mean, dude was going uh, going balls to the wall. Uh, all four of them were. Yeah. And, you know, I always enjoy when people put their personal health and safety uh, on the line for my <laughs> entertainment, which right. they certainly did. The, the funniest thing about the match is some of the bumps were just again, the timing was just a little bit off that they just they st- uh, stuttered for like one bit and then they ended up having to like. Just jump back into a table after after a hitter. So I think it was uh one of the one of the Bucks did that, and I think I, I think one one of P and P did as well. Uh, it was just you know the time it it was silly, um, but you know it's a furniture match, so you know there's yeah. going to be tables and and all kinds of things involved. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. There was some uh, some fun innovative stuff in there, mm-hmm. and they had the the prison sock which I enjoy out there as well. And you had Ortiz screaming that he's the best. So yeah, what, what more do you want? That That's all you need. And the Young Bucks won. So they are getting the title shot against SCU. Again, a jam-packed dynamite this coming week, December 18th. Young Bucks versus Ace SCU for the tag mm-hmm. titles. You've got Paige and Omega against the Lucha Bros. You've got for the number one contendership of the women's title, Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. Chris, did you know Britt Baker was a de- dentist? Did you know that? Did you know that? I did not know did that. You know is that? she really? Yeah. Turns out she's a dentist. So, I thought she was a wrestler. Uh, well, she is, but she's also a dentist. Get out of town. Yeah, she's both. Um, How about that? Good yeah. for her. Yeah. Uh, that's a match I really want Chris Statlander to win quite badly. Um, <laughs> we are going to have the Butcher. I do as well, but for different reasons. Yes. We have the Butcher <laughs> and the Blade going against Cody and Darby Allen. We are going uh-huh. to have Awesome Kong in action. 
And the main event is a 10-minute time limit non-title match. Chris Jericho against Jungle Boy, where we see if Jungle Jack, as JR keeps calling him, can uh, go to the distance. I, I, that's such a fun gimmick because it you can make a guy a winner without having anyone lose. So yeah. that yeah, that should be absolutely. super fun. Um, and, and again, it's it's just building off the storylines we know so far. I mean, there's some people in there. MJF doesn't have anything on paper yet. Moxley doesn't have anything on paper yet. Nothing for Pac. You know, there there's a bunch of guys who don't have anything necessarily spelled out yet who could still pop up on the show but a uh, real fun show planned for next week yeah and Pac even uh or pack even cut a had a little backstage segment this past week saying how if he doesn't get what he wants which is i guess a rematch with omega mm-hmm. um that he's gonna start showing how much of a bastard he could be uh in a rough translation of yeah. his newcastle upon time accent yes. um so so yeah maybe he could get involved in uh that tag match maybe mox will get involved in the the jungle boy jericho bit mm-hmm. who knows there's a lot of uh a lot of possibilities for things to happen but yeah jam packed uh on december 18th at uh at 8 p.m on tnt going yeah. up against the big nxt yearly season not not season finale but yeah. uh, uh you know winter finale show yeah, before winter like break yeah. sort of thing um and you know uh, circling back to nxt this past week mm-hmm. The show kicked off with a fantastic mm-hmm. cruiserweight title match between Angel Garza and uh, Leo Rush, yes. in which Angel Garza captured the cruiserweight championship. It was fan fucking tastic yeah, match, just an absolutely crazy, absolutely wild match. Innovative spots, crazy yeah. dives, crazy risks. I mean, this was 2019 wrestling. Like this was bleeding edge shit. Uh, I was in awe, you know, for as much as we have mocked Leo Rush on this very program over the past year plus, uh, yeah. he, he, as the cruiserweight title was having the run of a lifetime, but, uh, Angel Garza, he's also a superstar in waiting and, uh, Boy, is really he? just, just a great fucking match and, uh, very excited to see Garza win the belt. And also how much stock or how much has the stock of that cruiserweight title been raised just with its quote unquote demotion to NXT? Yeah, I know. It's something that uh, people actually, one, get to see. <laughs> yes. And, and two, uh, you know, enjoy. Because we've said many times that 205 Live is kind of the sleeper of the uh, of the WWE. Nobody really gives it time. You know, myself included. I know yeah. you don't always get to it either. But, yeah. you know, pretty much you throw on any episode of 205 Live, you're going to see a, a good, great match with some of the talent that they have down there. Um, so moving them... I would say laterally to NXT really made a lot of sense that you're giving it the platform and, and, you know, cable TV exposure, uh, out there with these people. And, uh, it, it, granted it was two NXT people and not really two two Oh five people. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, uh, you, you got good stuff out of it. And, and Garza, like you said, is, is definitely going to be a superstar here. He's got a, a great look, ton of talent, um, can speak, speak the English, which is always nice. And um, just has it, you yeah. know, you, your eyes are kind of drawn to him. Yeah. Yeah. No disagreement here, man. Uh, uh, just a great match and a, a hell of a shining performance for what could be the future of the WWE. Um, yeah. We had a really cool uh 
profile of Shayna Baszler uh, to build to the match between her and Rhea Ripley coming up this week on NXT. Uh, yep. I've really enjoyed the line talking about how she's a, a muscle car versus the roster being Tesla's. Uh, an interesting way to put herself over while also putting over the rest of the roster, yeah. which really is what a good promo is all about. You know, finding yeah. a way to, to make yourself stand out while not necessarily taking away from your uh, opponent. Um, we also had a promo from Finn Balor talking about the three-way main event. And, uh, hey, holy fucking shit, during the commercial break, Angel Garza proposed to his girlfriend. Yeah, which was uh, – I wouldn't, I didn't expect them to air that back once it happened. I yeah. figured that would be just a dot-com thing, but they threw it on the show. And uh, congratulations to the guy on, on many different accounts. Uh, I will add them to my uh, would watch list. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy Triple H getting the mark pick with the happy couple. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's tradition at this point. Yeah, and yeah. I and I love it. So good for you, H. We had a match with Raul Mendoza and Cameron Grimes, which is really about getting the Cameron Grimes Kushida feud continued to be over. Um, yeah, which you know, I, I I have talked about how I felt like they were over pushing Cameron Grimes a little bit. Um, it also now kind of feels like they're making him look like a chump. So I don't really know what they're doing with Cameron Grimes. <laughs> All I know is that Kushida stealing Cameron Grimes hat and putting it on is a delightful image. Uh, so I'm yes. happy for that. Yes. Uh, Travis Banks from NXT UK popped up and yeah. had a match with one of the forgotten sons. I don't remember which one. I think it was Jackson Riker. <laughs> but uh, uh, Travis Banks ended up winning. So maybe he's going to get some time to shine on NXT proper or it's just sure. kind of a hint of, you know, the type of talent NXT UK has ahead of the January World Collide show. Oh, yeah. That's oh, they have a takeover coming up as well. Yes. You know what? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Dakota Kai had a match with Mia Yim, which was absolutely fucking nutty. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, I, I'm, I'm way into Dark Dakota. Yes. Uh, I love that she brings the knee brace to the ring. Her haircut is great. And there was a, you know, the viciousness to her new side is is very exciting to see. And Mia Yim always goes hard. So, uh, yeah, the, the match was fun. Uh, and uh, Dakota picked up the W there. Yes. Uh, but then Mia Yim got the last laugh because then they brawled throughout the full sale arena. And then uh, Dakota Kai took a nasty bump uh, through one table and busted her head open on the corner of the second one yes i think she had eight staples or something yes. like that or 18 very lucky to not get a concussion that's that's yeah the, that's a bit of samoan lineage that goes through dakota kai working out for yeah. her there <laughs> <laughs> jesus god in heaven that that german was ugly in a good way like that's that's something you can build video packages around for years to come sure jesus yeah. christ I'm provided gonna... there's no long-term uh yes. ramifications i was gonna say I'm, I'm just happy that dakota kai seems to be okay minus the staples um in a match where you just kind of go wait a minute this was on nxt uh brizango defeated the Singh brothers yeah uh I mean, I'm all for Brizango. They came out uh, this time as doctors, uh, so they're continuing their run through. They rarely looked more porny than then. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, they often look porny. But uh, this was just another level, man. It, it really was. And what's so the 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 Bollywood boys, uh, the Sing, or, so yeah. they were the Sing brothers. Yes, but they came out like like they were Bollywood directors or shooting a movie yeah, or something I'm i don't to... fucking know i just was like wait i thought they were on raw or something because weren't they just 20 <laughs> weren't they just the cohesive 24 7 champion were uh, you're asking me 
Yeah, I haven't I, watched Raw in months. Uh, fair point. Uh, Bianca Belair looks to be getting a bit of a push as she took out Caden Carter in uh, pretty much yeah. one-sided squash. And then we had our big main event, Finn Balor, Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa in a triple threat match. Great fucking match. Now, granted, Keith Lee didn't match technically have any gifable moments this week, ending the streak at two weeks. Uh, uh, but... I'm going to beg to differ when he picked up uh, Champa, who had Finn Balor up for an air raid crash. Well, well, I was going to say he had some impressive moves. He just didn't have like those crazy character moments where it's like, okay, going to be looking right. at this for forever. Like the, the pounce into the well, right. pounce into infinity and, yeah, the, and uh, the, the rise up. Yeah. The, yeah. Really uh, yeah. True. They're, moments. they're not of that level, but still that, that uh, feat of strength was, was quite impressive. But how do you feel about Balor winning? Because i got to be honest. I felt like Keith Lee was ready. Like, I felt like this was the moment. absolutely shocked they didn't pull the trigger on Keith Lee. After yeah. Survivor Series, after the the two weeks after Survivor Series where he had those highly gifable moments. Yes. You know, how do you not strike while the iron is red hot? Yeah. I mean, I get Balor is, you know, a main roster guy, but mm-hmm. – the same that's the same reason that it shouldn't have been Balor is because he's ready made for a title shot whenever um I I I don't love it to be honest with you yeah and you know champ is going to get there eventually um it seemed like everything was ready for it to be Keith Lee maybe Mm -hmm. they're keeping it for Balor to beat Cole and then Lee to beat Balor uh yeah I don't know that's how he gets the rub I don't know but because it also feels like they've been building Ciampa Cole for a little bit so yeah, I don't know, but the important thing is next week has two major NXT title matches with Shayna Baszler against Rhea Ripley, where I think Rhea yeah. is finally going to defeat Shayna Baszler, and we've got Adam Cole, Bebe, defending the NXT title against Finn Balor. I assume, uh, well, I will say, I think Cole's going to retain, yes. and that will Ripley lead, uh, you know, that will lead for uh, Cole to you know, be in the main event of the Portland takeover. Um, But at this point, you know, they could do anything. There's still quite a few weeks between now and February. So this is true. uh, This is true. Any, anything can happen here. Uh, The question is though, do you think they will try to counter program Adam Cole's match with whenever Britt Baker's on screen in AEW or vice versa? So we don't have another Adam Cole or uh, Britt Baker challenge happening. I hope not. Uh, I, just, just do your show, man. Just, just do you. All right, do your show. Don't, don't, don't look at what the other guys do. And you can look afterwards. But when you're focusing on your show, yeah. focus on your show. Exactly. Um, and, and we'll all be and, sitting there. Yes, like with this. our hands, with our hands over our mouths, like, yeah. mm. oh dear. Oh, that, oh dear. That that Bowler oh. bulge. Man, uh, yeah, that's how I usually you know sit. <laughs> yeah. I, well, actually, that's a lie. One of my hands is down my pants normally. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. 
this is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Life is too short for you to live bland. Hello, this is Sean Connery for the Rough House Podcast's new sponsor, Cesaro Spice. Add a little Cesaro to the situation and spice it up a little. Bitch wife making that bland bitch chili of hers? A pinch of Cesaro Spice will add that necessary zing to keep you from giving that whore a giant swing. Cesaro Spice. Stuck in traffic and the missus won't stop yammering? A sprinkle of Cesaro Spice in her mouth will shut her up real good like. Shut her up real good. Cesaro Spice. Trapped in a board meeting where the boss won't stop yammering and jammering and mammering. Neutralizes bullshit with some Cesaro Spice. It's essentially Old Bay, but we changed the label and... Large Swiss man. You know, like the rolls. Or sprinkling someone's eyeballs. Cesaro Spice. Surprise her by laying the outer layer of one of your Trojan condoms in. Cesaro Spice. Heat up that pussy with Cesaro Spice. Spicing up life's blander situations. Cesaro Spice. Snort that shit with your dickhole. <laughs>